WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And hello, everyone, to a brand new episode of this week's Three Point Conversion. I'm, of course, your host, Carson Keel. And I am joined by Adam Hambright. And we have a lot to talk about. XFL Week 1, USFL College Draft, and of course, looking at XFL Week 2. So, let's go ahead and get started. So, again, the XFL kicked off Week 1. They, of course, started in Arlington because everything's based in Arlington this year, just about. With Vegas at Arlington. Interesting game. I know you said before you didn't get to watch a couple of the games, but I guess did you see kind of the aftermath of Vegas and Arlington, kind of that just a defensive game that Arlington put on? Yeah, I mean, I got to see, you know, a little bits and pieces of it. Um, I was having to do a lot of stuff over the weekend, but, you know, still wanted to get a little bit of, you know, spring football in there. Um, Everything looked, you know, pretty good for a first weekend, especially like a first game. You know, it was just – it was football. You yeah. know, who doesn't like more football? And then, you know, it was a great game. Um, got the uh, – well, my phone's messing up right now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, final score 22-20 to 20 in the first game of the XFL. Very entertaining. Um, you know, kind of slow starting off. A lot right. of these games were. Um, but definitely picked up and was a good product. So, I, I know you didn't see, see this exact game. But I guess what's your thoughts on uh, starter Luis Perez for Vegas – uh, throwing four touchdowns, but technically two of them were only for Vegas. The other two were for Arlington. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure how good of a showing it is if you're trying to make it to the next level. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see how the we'll see how the season goes out. <laughs> you know, first game, I mean, I've seen NFL quarterbacks struggle with interceptions now and then, and obviously these guys aren't in the NFL right now. Um, I was hoping for a little bit better. You know, yeah. you don't want to see two pick sixes, but – you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of a team that could have, you know, one's a little bit more, uh, Orlando at Houston to wrap up day one. Uh, Orlando, uh, not, not exactly their best game, of course, Houston winning 33-12. to I guess Orlando probably showing that they're the weakest squad at the moment uh, in the XFL. Uh, it's, it's kind of disheartening because uh, there's a couple of players on that team that I love, especially Andrew Jamil, who, if you happen to be following kind of uh, fan-controlled football, he was a mainstay for the first two seasons. Was hoping for him to kind of see some success here. He had a pretty good game, got a touchdown. Uh, but still, uh, Orlando, possibly we, we have a very quick look at possibly the worst team in this league. Yeah, so far – Looks like the worst team. Obviously, week one, we'll learn a lot more in the coming weeks. But it was kind of what we were saying before, how this whole setup this season really was going to benefit all these Texas-based teams. Right. And, you know, first two games, you have Arlington and Houston coming out with a win. Um, but then I guess you kind of should have seen this coming from Orlando when they had Paxton Lynch as their starting yes. quarterback, who is now, I believe, the first uh, person to ever be benched in, like, every professional football right. league benched in the usfl benched in the cfl benched in uh the nfl i think he i, I don't think he's playing the elf yet so yeah i mean he didn't play terrible you know he was 15 of 21 he had a touchdown and one interception but when your team's not really playing the best anyway he might yeah. make a move he might you know be back in the starting lineup you know we'll see um 
Uh, that's that's got to be a bummer for him. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then our next game, so moving on to the Sunday games. This was kind of the game of the week, in my opinion. St. Louis at San Antonio. Uh, a big comeback for, of course, the former Alabama champion, A.J. McCarron, after a not-so-great start to the game for him um, and all that. I guess you mentioned to see this game. Uh, thoughts on kind of how each team did because this, this was an extremely close game until the very end. So this one, it was another game where it, it was kind of following the same formula um, where it was going to be the Texas team that comes out on top. And, you know, it started off for uh, St. Louis. They weren't really playing the best, but they were able to keep it, you know, within striking distance, especially with um, how the XFL rules are. Now, A.J. McCarron finished the game 18 of 26, 190 yards, two touchdowns. But going into the final, you know, minute and a half of this game, it's 15 to 3. You don't really think there's any chance that, you know, with how St. Louis have been playing, that they were going to make this comeback. They go down, they score the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that's A.J. McCarron's first touchdown. Right. Then um, he, you know, they do the three point conversion right. this time, which is new for a lot of uh, football oh, fans well, it to was, see. It was, of course, in the USFL last year, so you yeah. say that. But, you know, this is the first time we're seeing it with the XFL, yeah. and now there. This is the third time. Um, so they get the three-point conversion. They make it to where it's now only a three-point game. It's fifteen to twelve. Then they go for the onside conversion, not the yes. onside kick, because they the go fourth and fifteen. Fourth and fifteen. They get that. Go down. Score and end up winning the game, eighteen to fifteen. So. It was a really entertaining game. It kind of showed you everything that the game can be. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing a former Alabama quarterback, you know, do well. It didn't look like that for most of the game. But yes. at the end, you know, he picked it up and he was very emotional after the game. And hopefully that will continue on so we can have more good football, but also not just have every team in Texas win all the games. Yes. Uh, well, again, you know, like we saw, you know, two for three in the Texas teams. And then finally – the last game, Seattle at D.C., the only game that wasn't in the state of Texas. Uh, quite controversial, but not for on-the-field play. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but first off, D.C. winning in a comeback against Seattle, 22-18. to um, I thought both teams played good. Seattle, I think they didn't hit their entire stride. I'm very interested to see how they play this upcoming weekend. Yeah, it'll be real interesting keeping an eye on them. Their quarterback, Danushi, 35 right. of 54. One touchdown, two interceptions. So not the best in that category, but like that's a that's a lot of passes. I don't yeah. I don't think we kind of I don't think we kind of imagined that going into week one that you were just gonna have your quarterback throw fifty-four passes yeah. in a game. And imagine that where your your wide receivers are used to a full-time game setting. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna be big. Yeah, and then um, we spoke about him a little bit last time, but Josh Gordon, right. six catches, 74 yards, gets his first touchdown in the XFL. And when was the last time he scored a touchdown in a football game? It's been it's been a while. Uh, 2021, maybe? It was, you know, a couple years at least. Yeah. Um, with all of his issues that he had with the NFL. But, you know, now with the Seattle Sea Dragons, um, uh, they didn't come out with the win, but – you know, they looked good. Yes. It was a fun game to watch. So, no, we, we kind of alluded to this before. You saw? Did you see the, the beer steak controversy? I did. I saw it. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the beer steak. Yes, I was staple in 2020. I was very upset that security <laughs> came and took it away. Uh, but then 
you know, the, the fans were more upset than I was because yes. they started throwing lemons on the field. <laughs> and, you know, for a while, you know, all of us that aren't at the game, we're like, where are they getting all these lemons from? Did everybody just bring it in? And apparently, you know, it was in one of the drinks up there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think we should just let the fans have fun. I mean, yeah. this this league, right? It's supposed to be fun. It's, supposed, it's all for the fans. You know, yes. it's on their website. It's on their merchandise. Let, let them have fun. Let the beer snake come back. Um, maybe the teams in Texas, maybe the fans over there can have more fun than the ones in D.C. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they just don't like, you know, fun in the nation's yeah. capital. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's basically a lot of politicians. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's kind of covering XFL Week 1. Again, uh, just to go over the losers and winners again, one, just one more time. Uh, Arlington over Vegas. Houston over Orlando. Uh, St. Louis over San Antonio, and then D.C. over Seattle. All right. Before we talk about the XFL Week 2, though, the USFL, they made some of their own noise this weekend, and they had a USFL college draft. So let me kind of go over. It happened today, the day we're recording. Uh, so we're going to go. There's a couple of highlights we want to talk about, but kind of the idea about this draft. The, this was it, it, you go back and you think about the original USFL. They were going for the high, same high quality talent as the NFL. This had a similar idea, but in the same vein of okay, we expect there's a good chance these guys get cut from their teams. We're gonna basically we have the right of first refusal, uh, where we have these rights. They'll come in, they'll sign with us, or they'll say no, thank you, we'll move on. Yeah. So. Again, when we're talking about these names, it's a lot of, okay, we expect these guys to get cut, unfortunately. So I think the biggest one was, of course, the Stallions. Uh, Malik Cunningham, uh, I think that's kind of a big one everyone was very kind of shocked to see happen. Uh, I guess your thoughts on that? You know, I think it was a very smart pick uh, from them. You know, he showed flashes in college. Um, You know, he's a very entertaining player to watch. I would love to see him at the Stallions. Um, defending champions, obviously, anytime they can add, you know, some good players. Um, that was kind of, you know, a big, you know, name that kind of popped out. Like, yeah. I, you didn't really expect it. Um, we'll see what happens. It was really really interesting how it's happening where you're not drafting them to just have the players like the NFL does. It's, you know, you're waiting to see if you actually right. have these players. So it'll be interesting. I would love to see them in Birmingham. Um, also... Um, a couple other guys. I, we're not going to go through the whole list of who everybody picked. Yeah, it, it was only 80 players, but still, it's, yeah. it's just very dry. But what I did like um, that Birmingham did, they did draft two players from UAB. Right. Um, they got Kadeem Telfort, uh, offensive tackle in round one, and then they got Starling Thomas, the fifth defensive back in the final round. I believe the final pick, actually. Yep. But a couple of local guys that you keep in Birmingham to kind of get you know more of the UAB fans to come. They were going to come anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun to see people that you, you've watched in college. Yeah. And again, they, they really went for local guys. And Cunningham is from Montgomery. Yeah. And then they also got a former teammate of his, Ray Dubose, who played for Charlotte, mm. again, played for Parks Hill and Montgomery. So very interesting to see that happen. Again, I think the Birmingham and just about every team besides, besides one all had a really good draft. New Orleans, yeah. you go back and look at that. Um, this It's not just, oh, you know, Birmingham, New Orleans, rivalry, ha, ha. They, they legitimately did not have a good draft. It yeah. felt like they were – betting on a lot of things like it really running back heavy it was not not that super uh there i mean i guess overall you're kind of i'll, I'll let you kind of look you got the list pulled up 
your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm pulling up the rest of the uh, New Orleans draft. Um, the Breakers. Yes. Right, and so they they got a few guys where it's like maybe, but let's see. Let's see, they had um, let's see two running backs, two wide receivers, you know, a couple of linebackers, a couple of defensive backs, only – they drafted one defensive lineman, one offensive lineman, and then a linebacker. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really know a lot about these guys. You know, right. the, the guys that they yeah. drafted. There's nothing that really pops out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, I mean, many people might not know the Stallions, UAB guys that they drafted, you know, if they yeah. didn't watch, you know, UAB football. But, you know, it's, it's just none of these names really – let's see. First pick, Tyler Scott. Um I'm trying to get the whole list <laughs> over here. It's being slow. Uh, uh, they got Tyler Scott, wide receiver from Cincinnati. You know, it's not like if you're going to do it, you know, go go big. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I, again, like I said, the draft is basically kind of the idea of we expect these guys to get cut, but, yeah. you know, uh, we, want, we just want to try to get these rights at the same time. Uh, again, I, I feel like, you know, inside of the New Orleans camp, yeah, they could have done a little better, uh, but still an interesting kind of look uh, uh, with all that. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. We had to look at the XFL Week 2, kind of uh, our thoughts on where that could be going. So our first game, it's on Thursday, February 23rd. It's on FX at uh, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Seattle is at – excuse me, St. Louis is at Seattle – um, thoughts on that possible game? I, and I got my, of course, my prediction for who's going to win. Yeah, so it'll be interesting for this game. You know, we just talked about it, how these two teams, you know, in the two games, they had two of the most entertaining games. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did have the, the – there was one other game that was close. He had the one blow up. But the, these two games that happened on Saturday, you know, with St. Louis making the comeback and then Seattle falling just short. But, you know, the quarterback threw 54 times. Yeah. Um, We'll see if they're able to keep it going into the second week. What I do like about St. Louis is, you know, the Seattle, you know, they, they scored 18 points, but they didn't score in the fourth quarter right. at all. Um, St. Louis didn't score pretty much the whole game, but then in the last couple minutes. I just want to see who carries the success over to week two. I would like to see St. Louis do it, one with A.J. McCarron. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop talking about him. Yeah. But – you know, with them finishing the game like that, are they able to use that to momentum. make their to yeah. use that momentum and make it to where they can start off the game like that? Maybe and with Seattle, um, can they get kind of that momentum that because they had it, you know, in the first in the third quarter, but they didn't really do good in the second, the fourth quarter. Can they put together a whole game? Um, Seattle gets it at home. You know, last time they were in D.C. where they don't like to have fun. So maybe there's a little bit more fun in Seattle. Um, I'm probably still going to go with St. Louis in this mm-hmm. one. Um, but we'll see. Okay. I got to disagree with you. Again, okay. this is the first home game for Seattle. I think their fans are going to be hyped for that. Uh, St. Louis, I think it was a fluke that ending. I think mm-hmm. San Antonio kind of blew it in the end. So I am saying we got a Seattle win upcoming here yeah, on Thursday. I mean, I mean, I can see it, um, especially Seattle has some pretty good sports fans up there. They're definitely going to be excited to have football back. Um, 
and not have to wait all the way until the Seahawks play. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. But yeah, that's a that's a good matchup. I like it. All right, do you see it is at, is at Vegas on Saturday, uh, six p.m. Central. It's on FX. Uh, and this is at the uh, Cashman Ballpark in Vegas. Uh, your thoughts? I'm going to go with a DC win here personally. I can see DC winning. You know they played they played good, um, but I mean, <laughs> what I was about to say, I kind of I mean it kind of went against what I just said in the on the last right. game. Um, but you know now this is DC traveling. Um, we don't know how these teams are going to travel yet, right? Yeah. So St. Louis, they could go up to Seattle and they could lose just because they're not used to traveling. We got DC, their first road game. They, I mean, they had the home game against Seattle now at right. Vegas. Well, they, again, just something to point out: everyone's traveling from Arlington. Yeah. So the DC yeah. did travel. So that's just something to kind of point out. But this is how it's so weird with this league, right? Because yeah. you, you go practice in Texas all week and then you travel. To wherever you're playing the game at, so they did travel. They had the home field after right. the travel. Now they're traveling, and you know they have a hostile. I don't know how Vegas is going to handle the yeah. XFL. It'll probably be exciting because Vegas is a party town. Yes, you yeah. know that's a light way to put it. <laughs> um, I think Vegas is going to win. Yeah, just with the home field. But like, I didn't pick. <laughs> To Seattle, so like I can't just say it for every game, but like for me with the feeling in this one, I just feel like Vegas is gonna, you know, they they played good in the in the first game. I thought they should have won, they didn't. Now they get a home game in front of the home crowdy fans of Las Vegas. We'll see if they can get it done. All right. Well, so far we're split for two on the first two. Okay, I think we're gonna be agreeing with on this one. San Antonio at Orlando. Uh, that's on Sunday at three p.m. It's on ESPN. I think we both agree San Antonio is winning this game. I'm going to pick San Antonio. Like we said, Orlando looks like the worst team so far. We'll see what happens, you know, week one to week two. I think the Texas teams have kind of shown that they're probably the best team so far. I mean, obviously St. Louis did beat San Antonio, but like you said, it could have been a fluke. We don't know. Uh, they had an eight. They had a fifteen to three lead with a couple minutes left in the game. Um, I'm going to go with San Antonio. Hopefully, Orlando can give you know their fans something to cheer about. But after the week one, it doesn't look promising. Yeah. All right, and then our final game. It's a it's a very important game. Arlington is at Houston. That's on ESPN2 at 6 p.m. I'm going to go with Houston on this one. I think Dallas, just Vegas, had some bad plays. Arlington did not look like themselves into the game besides that defense. Houston, though, they have a great offense. I think they're going to plow through uh, Arlington's defense without an issue. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Houston on this one, too. So it looks like we're going to, you know, split the first day. And on the second day, we're all going to pick the same team. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. But, like... Obviously, Houston did play Orlando. Mm-hmm. We'll see how good Orlando is this yeah. week after a second game. I mean, we might still not have any idea. It's all weird with the spring leagues. You never know who's good and who's not. Yeah. Um, but with Houston, you know, they won 33-12 to last week. You know, on offense, quarterback 26-42. of 42. So, like, he's not the best completion percentage, but 272 yards – uh, two touchdowns. Did throw two interceptions. Um, I think the I think their offense is going to you know put up similar numbers this week. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, 
Arlington's defense did look good. Yes. So we don't know. We don't know right yeah. now. It's going to be the second week of this league. We think we know what we're talking about, but once again, yeah. <laughs> nobody really knows. Yeah, nobody really knows. <laughs> All right, uh, so your thoughts for Game of the Week, I think uh, I'm going to say uh, Arlington at Houston is probably going to be the one to watch if you have to watch one. Uh, I think we. your thoughts on that? Definitely. Uh, that's If you can only get to one game – just watch that one. If you can watch all of them, watch all of them. Yeah. Maybe you'll know more than us after, you know, two weeks. <laughs> um, I would like to see some of those other games, you know, that are going places that we haven't seen. Obviously, you know, they only had limited games last week. You know, Seattle was in D.C. Now we get to see them in Seattle. There's a game in Vegas. I want to see how the fans show up for those games. Uh, just kind of see, like, what do they think about this league? Are those fans going to show up for yeah. these games? It'll be interesting. Um I'm going to try to get to watch more games. Um, but if you can only get one, definitely Houston and Arlington. All right. Well, a uh, very exciting weekend as we come up. We're getting closer to the USFL kickoff also. So a lot to talk about as we get closer. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, exciting times in the world of spring football. Once again, I've been Carson Kiel. Adam Hambright. And we'll see you next week. Good night. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.